Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. We are the Fab Five, five badass boss ladies who have overcome trials and tragedies and have lived to tell the tales of our triumphs and how you can too. Thank you for joining us for our premiere episode of Beyond Your Best Plan. We trust that as you get to know us today and into the future, you'll see yourself in various aspects of each of us and relate not only to where we've been, but where we're going. We invite you to join us each week to see how our journeys of discovery and growth, along with those of our guests, inform your journey as you move forward. Today, we'll begin to share with you who we are, but know that we are so much more. Before we begin, let me take a moment to introduce each of my co-hosts, and then one by one, we'll share a bit of who we are and why we've come together for this podcast. My Fab Five sisters are Claudette Anderson, Kathleen L., Catherine Ford, Sarah King-Taylor, and I'm Whitney Wiley. Thank you again for joining us for Beyond Your Best Plan. Claudette, why don't you get us started? Thank you so much, Whitney. That was excellent. So why are we doing this? We're doing this because when we share, we can grow. When we share, we can step out of the ordinary or maybe even the rut, and we can become so much more. So my childhood, so many of us can say we had a difficult childhood. Some of us will say, you know, I really didn't have a difficult childhood, but why do I feel this way anyway? So regardless of whether you had a difficult childhood or a normal one, and you're trying to decide whether or not life is even worth it, come on this journey with us. So for me, this started when I was rejected by my dad. I went through a series of things. He actually attempted to kill our family. And then from there, my worth was established, which was a negative degree. Have you ever been negative something? (laughs) And I would ask my mom, why do they have a daddy and I don't? And I would cry going down the road in the car. I would look over at stoplights and go, they have a daddy. They have a daddy. I don't have a daddy. At that time, I did not realize that he had attempted to kill us by draining the brake fluid on the car. Didn't realize this, but my soul did. I think, you know, we're all energy and we can sense something and we can pick up on that vibe. Have you ever been in someone's presence and you feel good about it or not so good about it? So there was something in my heart that I just knew it wasn't right. And after my dad decided not to come back because evidently we survived the draining of the brake fluid. My mom made decisions based on a place of desperation. And so that began my childhood. And it was going around and adapting and trying to figure out how to survive within her choices. 
we moved in with my grandparents, which, which that was great. I even survived my brother making me drink a drink of baking soda, vinegar. He had salt and pepper in it, hot sauce, and he told me it would make me smart. And I drank a whole cup of that and then literally threw up on the front porch because it was disgusting. And I survived that. But beyond that, I moved to projects and I began to see a different side of the world. I began to see violence, drugs, and started to have to adapt to becoming streetwise. As I grew up from there, I got out of there, moved to a trailer park in a small town, and then I saw a different side of even that. And I still had to adapt and grow and learn, all the while feeling like I wasn't worthy of anything good. I was like, why do things always happen to me? That are bad. Why does this never work out? And so as I became an adult, after one failed marriage, going into more relationships, I was like, something has to give. I have to figure this out. I have to figure out why I'm not at peace. So I begin to make plans. I begin to try to plan my future. And I wanted to rise above where my mom was. We grew up in really heavy poverty. I wanted to rise above that and be able to take care of her. I wanted to rise above where I thought I was in school. I just didn't quite know how. And one day I had a really kind man tell me, he said, do you realize you're actually smart and you should go back to college? I was like, I'm not smart. And it was the VP of Jefferson Pilot Life Insurance Company, my first real job. And I listened to him. He goes, no, actually you are. I've seen the way you work on computers. I've seen what you do. You're really smart. We'll pay for your college. You just have to pay the first semester and then we'll pay for everything else. And that began my planning of my life. I began to realize I could plan. I could shape. I could be more than what I perceived myself to be. And so I started to do that, but there was something I learned along the way. I'm going to fail. I'm going to mess up. I'm not going to be perfect. And so my plans begin to alter and adjust. And what I realized is I exist in a universe that isn't perfect, in a world that isn't perfect. So why should I try to be? Being flexible, adjusting, and adapting is key. So adapt learn and grow. And if you have that attitude, you can do anything. Wow. Thanks, Claudette, for sharing. That's so much to unpack. And I'm so glad that we're going to have time, you know, as we work through our podcast series that we'll have time to to dig into a little bit of that. Kathleen, why don't you uh, you share a little bit about Kathleen? Yes. Well, Kathleen's story sounds very much like Claudette's story at the very beginning of my life. However, I knew at a very young age, even though I knew child abuse, sexual abuse, physical, emotional abuse, my birth father actually shot at us as a three-year-old, a four-year-old, and as a family. So I knew alcoholism and lower income. I would say poverty. My mom would say not. But For me, I believed it was poverty. So I knew all of that as a child. And I remember hiding in the closet at one point and said, there's got to be more to life than this. And knowing that now I look back and I know that we're programmed from zero to eight on how we respond to the world and how we live our lives. And for a lot of my adult life, 
I was programmed that I needed to prove my worth. So I continued to strive and I continued to look outwardly for my worth. I joke and say I was married as many times as I belonged to churches, and that was three. So I was baptized and belonged to different churches. I was married and, and I continued to seek for love and acceptance and, and, and being externally. What that did for me in a positive light is that I continued to strive for more. And even though I grew up in that way and didn't have a college education, I owned and operated businesses with my children's father. I became a legislator under 30. I was a legislator for eight years. I worked for the governor for seven years. I became a CEO of a large commercial construction association. I was a lobbyist. I had 25 years plus of public service within the political world. And I was a single mom. I had left my children's dad at a very, they were five and six years old. And at the age of 19, my son took his life. And that's what shifted my world. So no matter what my biggest and greatest plans were, no matter how many self-help books I read, my world shattered. And my biggest plans shattered at that moment. And as I was laying on the grave of my son's grave, I heard this amazing message that just clearest thing that has ever been up to that point. And that was 10 years ago was, if this happened in your life, then you're meant to do something with it, not do it. So it was at that moment, I began another life of, of service, a different type of service. And that is to help others heal, to help others move through their pain, to be aware of suicide awareness and mental health prevention. And what all that did was I started to invest in my own healing. And the gift that my son gave me, the universe gave me through that trauma and that tragedy is that it opened up. I healed enough so I found my own light within. And so I was able to seek inwardly. And I ended up making choices to move a thousand miles away, quit a very well-paying job and start my own healing business and speaking business. And now today I get to share a world with these amazing women and how that came about was really Jack Canfield and Patty Aubrey from Chicken Soup for the Soul. I one day just listened to my intuition and my inner voice. And I went to one day of greatness, which Jack Canfield was leading in Boston. And it was at that moment that I decided at that one day of greatness that how we respond to the world is how our life is going to be. And so that's events in our lives happen. It's our response or reactions that's going to have how we're going to live our life. And I chose at that point to step into a different world. And I met Patty Aubrey, which brought us to be in Nashville, where I met these amazing women, all of you. I just love all of you. And I'm so grateful that the universe brought us together so we can share our experiences with you and really have deep conversations. So I'm excited about this podcast and to be here. That's awesome. It, we're going to get to talk about Nashville a lot <laughs> over the course of our show. But it is amazing. As you've spoken and Claudette's spoken, how we have these shared experiences and the things that we've learned that will allow us to share with you, our audience, 
the things that we've learned and, and how they can help you as well. But let's keep moving through our introductions. And next up, we have Catherine. Yes. Hello, ladies. Oh, I'm just so inspired by you all. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so honored to be a part of this, my fab effing five group and being on this podcast, do it and just starting this new journey with you. I mean, I'm going to call my life, my journey, because I do believe we're all on a journey. We're going to call mine the pursuit of something more. And that pursuit of something more is what led me here today, having a seat at the table with my girls, with my sisters, the fab effing five doing this podcast today. And I'm just so excited because, you know, and I'm celebrating right now because being here doing this first podcast is a huge win for me. Because I got to tell you, ladies, even though I am a professional that helps people do the things that they've dreamed of. You know, even though I am a certified yoga instructor and guide yoga classes and take people on vinyasa yoga journeys, even though I'm making my dream, my dream of a business, a reality and doing big things there, I still felt very scared about this podcast, ladies. I just am so grateful for the opportunity that I got to dig into those fears that were coming up. Those, I know we're all in the Tony Robbins community and family, and he talks about these bullshit beliefs that are like tied to us as that maybe served us when we were younger as children, but don't serve us anymore. But, you know, coming up for me, just planning for this podcast, you know, I'm not enough, right? I'm not enough to be at this table with these amazing women doing this podcast. Who do I think I am? Just being a little freaked out, but getting to, to be conscious of it, work through it. And here I am doing my little talk right now, adding some value because even though I have those feelings, right? My mission is to serve, it's to empower it's to inspire, it's to have fun. How fun has this creative process been to put this together, right? To just get out. One of my missions is to get out of my comfort zone. One of my missions in this pursuit of something more is to always be growing, always be expanding and being a beacon for that for other people. If I can just touch one life through this podcast that gets some little insight or, you know, we love our aha moments, right, ladies? Or, you know, help work through some challenge by something that I said, it's all worth it because that is part of my mission is to help empower. And so the pursuit of something more guided me to you all. My pursuit of something more elevated to like a whole new level when I really started going after my dream that had been brewing in me for about seven, eight years where you you ever get to that threshold, that point where it's like not another second, not another minute of feeling this turmoil, this ache inside. Cause you know, even though the dream, like, my dream business, it was so big. It was so real. I could feel it. I could taste it. You know, I'd done all this amazing planning and the business plan is solid and the financial would be, you know, would help take my life to a level of that I dream about and then also help other people, this ripple effect. I had all this. I could see it. I still, even though I was still not executing, 
was still not going after it. So, you know, and it, it would eat at me. It was turmoil. And I was so mad at myself for not going after it. So one day I said, not another minute. I'm going after this dream. I must do it. And I knew that I needed to elevate my life to be the kind of leader that I dream about to create other leaders. And so I went to my first Tony Robbins event July 2017, almost three years ago from where we are today. And that was one of the most profound experiences of my life. I walked on coals where I think we're all might be firewalkers. Whitney has her firewalker hat on right now. Uh, So anyway, profound. And it just that one event led me on so many amazing, beautiful paths of growth, of community to this sisterhood because Michelle Sorrow, who we all know, I met her through my first TR event, really started loving her and her message that she brings to the world. She's a beautiful soul. And she said, hey, there's this permission granted group. Patty Aubrey, you know, behind the billion dollar brand of Chicken Soup for the Soul is running it. And I've always believed in mentorship and coaches. It's helped elevate my life in so many ways. But they've all been men, right? And so I thought, Let's have this billion dollar brand businesswoman come into my world. And we'll talk a lot more about Nashville, I know, but I originally signed up for just that basic level for our mastermind permission granted with Patty Aubrey. And then as we got closer to Nashville, I started getting that FOMO, like on fire FOMO. Like I have to be in Nashville. I've got to go there. The fear of missing out was so real of missing the connection, fear of missing out the deep conversations, the deep insight. And hey, it's Nashville, right? Country music and cowboys, I'm there. But anyway, so that led me, that fear of missing out, I up-leveled to the next level that would get me to Nashville. And that has been my journey. Again, the pursuit of something more, of just being at that next level to level up, to be there in person, I stepped up and it was one of the best investments I made for myself because it guided me to you, you beautiful souls, you beautiful sisters of mine. And I'm just so excited. We're all doing such beautiful things individually in the world. We're each having our own great amount of impact in this world individually. And I'm just so excited and so honored to be a part of our collectiveness, our collective light that we're bringing together so excited and honored to be a part of it. I just love you and excited to have some fun with this podcast. Love you too, Catherine. And we are going to have fun. We're going to have lots of fun and we're going to take you along for the ride. Yes, Sarah. Ladies, I couldn't be, I, it's me. It's my turn. I couldn't be happier to be here with you. I agree with Catherine. You know, when we met, the impact that happened almost immediately with the five of us meeting. It was so easy and it was so comfortable to be with you all. And it has, so I feel like it's just been that way from the very first moment. And I'm honored to be here today. I am what I call the ultimate matchmaker. I match people to their perfect real estate product. So whether or not they're looking for a house or they're needing to grow and organize their business in the real estate industry, that's what I do as a passion. That's what I love to do is match people to exactly what they need. And I think that matchmaking started a long time ago for me. I know that I've been part of $585 million of 
real estate transactions. And that's a lot, but it's also a lot of experience that comes behind that. And I think what drove me to continue to stay in the real estate industry was just how much I knew that I could impact people's lives. And I really am just proud to be here with you all today as we continue to open conversations about our best plans. Because for me, it hasn't always been pretty. There was a time in my life where I had a challenging childhood. And I know at one point in my life, I would say from the age of 11 to about 28 or 29 years old, I never lived anywhere more than eight months. You know what it's like to pick up and move? (laughs) I'm an expert at moving. I know all about it. I know how to pack. But along with that just was a childhood riddled with uncertainty. And when I think you live in an uncertain world and your plans are always falling apart and you're not in control, you have to figure out how to level up take that next step and keep moving. Because as I grew up, there was a lot of change. My dad has had multiple wives. So there were a lot of moms in my world. And, you know, for me getting married at 18 and then quickly divorced by, I left him by the time I was 19 and a half and understanding that I didn't deserve to be in an abusive relationship, that I didn't deserve to be treated the way that I was. So I was taking that next step in that moment to move on and bettering my life. As I've kind of come to, I guess, around my 15th year in real estate, I realized I wanted to do something more. I wanted to have a better impact on the real estate industry. And so I started discovering more about Michelle Sorrow and face, uh, she's the queen of Facebook live. And that was kind of how I heard about Patty as well. You might, as you get to know me, realize that at some point in my life, I kind of did live under a rock because believe it or not, I didn't know who Tony Robbins was until about 2017. (laughs) And I have everybody explain to me who he was and realizing the whole world knew who he was except for me. But that really helped me get started on the journey of planning where I was going to go next and how I was going to make an impact in people's lives next. And then Michelle posting about Patty's group was such a blessing to me. And immediately I connected with it. I didn't question whether or not I was supposed to participate in this group. It was an immediate decision. I just knew if Michelle was making the recommendation and she's just such a beautiful heart and soul that it it was something that would resonate with me. And going to Nashville was the absolute best. And I can't thank you enough, Whitney, for renting that stinking car and carting us around everywhere. But it happened right away. Whitney rented the car and said, who needs a ride from the airport? And there she was picking up Kathleen. And and the next thing you know, we were trying to find a place to have some dinner that later that night. And she's driving us around in her car. That's where the connection started with you all. And I've never wanted it to stop. And so I'm so glad that even though we left Nashville, we continued to continue the relationship. And you all have taught me so much in such a short period of time and supported and loved me. I couldn't be more grateful. And I'm so happy to be on this journey with you all as we continue to help people realize that there are plans beyond your best plan, that it's times like that where there's a struggle and plans are falling apart that you need to get creative and you need to lift up yourself and keep moving forward. So I'm excited to be here with you all and 
looking forward to where this takes us. Awesome. Sarah, thank you. The word that you started with connector was something that resonated with me. It is something that I've seen myself as over time and not just between people and other people, but things and concepts. And so if I, like Catherine, were to give my life a title, I think I would title mine, I plan, God plans, God is the better planner. And that's a line from the movie Soul Food. It probably comes from somewhere else, but that's where I heard it. And the interesting thing about my childhood is when I look back on my life, there was nothing wrong with my childhood. But when I was in the midst of it, I felt like it was the worst childhood, the worst parents, the worst, you know, whatever wasn't flying right or what I saw happening in other families that I thought was so great was what I wanted. And, but I look back over my childhood, I look back over my life and with the exception of a couple of incidences, I think my parents were on the right track. Before I got here, I wasn't planned and my parents didn't want me. And if it had been some other period in time, I probably wouldn't be here, but I am. And my parents have let me know that when I got here, I was a force of nature and that I was not to be denied. And they learned to embrace the craziness that is Whitney. So I am the third of four children. Both of my parents had children that are older than me from prior marriages. And then I have a younger sister that grew up in the house with me with our combined parents. They were Berkeley people. If you know anything about Berkeley, California and Berkeley in the 60s, my parents were very much 60s people's hippies. They were part of the Panthers movement and other things. And I kind of didn't fit in with them. To say that I was the conservative child of this group is an understatement. And to this day, I am still the most conservative of the four children. I saw myself as someone who was going to live a big life. And every time I tried to do whatever it was I was doing, I will say this, I've been a great goal setter. And for the longest time, maybe not the best goal achiever. And when I came to grips with that, when I owned that, things started to turn around. But the moment of my life, and I have two really big life moments, the first of which that turned my life around was a connection with God and my spiritual side. And I was out on a run one morning and lamenting about not having a man in my life. And I was often without a man in my life because I had a a fear of relationships and commitment. And I was creating situations that attracted me to 
the kinds of men that I didn't need to be with. And so this one morning I was out running and I was actually crying about what's wrong with me. I can't believe I can't keep a man, blah, blah, blah. And I heard as clear as I've heard you four ladies today, I heard God say, try me, give me a try. And when I did that, everything shifted. And it was a great thing that I had that experience in that it shifted because just a couple of years later, I too, unfortunately, lost my son. So Kathleen and I share that experience. I lost my son and he was in a car accident, fell asleep at the wheel and his car ran into a tree. He and one of his passengers transitioned that day. So I have a lot of experience with plans and wanting things and them not going the way I want it. And then I've had lots of experience with things that I've wanted and plans that went exactly the way I wanted and beyond what I wanted because I started to pay attention to what was working in my life and what wasn't working in my life. And so ladies, I'd like to kind of open this up a little bit. Thank you all for sharing your stories. The piece about Nashville, I'm going to say I ended up in Nashville purely because of FOMO, the fear of missing out. I was not going to not be there. I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. I didn't even know how I was going to pay for permission granted one, let alone level two. And then when the opportunity to go to Nashville came up, I saw it as it was a divine opportunity that I was like, you can't miss this. Not only because you'll miss out what's happening there in real time, but what it will mean in the big picture. So what more do we want to share as we begin to wrap up our first episode and the kinds of things that we want to talk about going forward Anything that you want to share specifically about Nashville? I would love to share, Whitney. This is Kathleen. Just quickly that it's really about divine timing where our best laid plans really can be the best plans that we could dream of. And it's not even close what the divine has in store for us. And I say that from experience for so many signs that I've received, but specifically about the five of us is that you know, when we all signed up for permission granted too, with Patty, none of us knew each other. We all came from different areas of the country. And Whitney had no idea who I was. I could have been a, a crazy woman, which, you know, you're some not. would argue are that they are. That you're not? <laughs> totally. Comes <laughs> out, ladies. Crazy fun. Look for Kathleen for crazy fun. No. Um, and all of our crazies attracted each other. Exactly. Whitney reached out and said, hey, if you want to ride ride from the airport, I'm staying here. I'll pick you up at the airport and I'll drive you. Now, who would have thought out of the millions of people who are out there that Whitney would be the one to reach out to me for a ride? I get a ride and on the way to Nashville, to Patty's house or to the hotel, I talk about you know what brought me there and Whitney. We both share that both of our sons died suddenly and unexpectedly as teenagers. 
Now, what are the odds for that to happen? That was divinely guided. And I think that's really the key of how the five of us are here. It's really about divinely guided. It's like, for those of you out there who are questioning what your worth is, questioning why you're here, questioning why you're in the situation you're in, you're exactly where you need to be. And there's more. There's so much more if you believe. I just want to add to that. Perception is everything. Perception drives our lives. So we can look at something that is not working and say, oh, this is terrible. It's not working. Or we can look at it and go, that's interesting. What else do I need to learn? Or what else do I need to do? How is this going to adjust for my favor? And so it really is all about perception. And by the way, FOMO is why I went to Nashville. I'm just adding on to that. But I was like, I can't miss this. What is this? I can't miss this. But anyway, perception. So how can we shift our perception to step back and instead of getting in the emotional spin of something as it falls apart, step back and understand that what doesn't need to happen may be what's falling apart to open the doorway for what needs to happen. So that's my two cents. I love that. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's when we are willing to, I think there's a quote this that you're to be rooted in your goal, but flexible for how it happens, right? And that is the part about planning. I have been a planner, a goal setter. And sometimes to the point where I would keep refining a plan, planning, planning, plan, and never launching, never taking action, never doing anything. And then you, I would look up and someone else had done what was for me, right? It was like, I've given you this gift, you've dilly-dallied, and now someone else has that opportunity. So it's having the plan, but being flexible and open and adaptable to it unfolding in ways that you haven't even begun to imagine. The divine timing, like Kathleen mentioned a minute ago, we've got to be flexible around the timing. We know what we want. We know what we're creating. But like I realized through this whole coronavirus that we haven't opened our first location prior to the virus has been a blessing, even though last the end of last year is one of my biggest frustrations, right? The timeline is not up to me. It's up to our creator, God, the universe, whatever we relate to there, divine timing. It's all happening in the perfect time. Absolutely. Sarah, you got any final thoughts on this or anything else, actually? It just is. I think we're all in agreement. And like Kathleen said, out of the millions, right? Well, Nashville had, I don't know, what do you guys say? Probably 15, 16 people there. But this is the five. This is us. And we named ourselves the Fab Effing Five right away. (laughs) Once again, nothing about this has been complicated. And what I've learned from each of you is... um, that the support that we can provide each other, right? We're here to support each other. We're here to share how we took our next steps and how we got beyond our best plans. And here to serve and act as an inspiration for everyone else because you know what? We've only just begun. If we look at it from the perception, we've only just begun. What else is there? It's exciting. Yeah, it is. Nowhere to go but up from here. And it is our desire. It is our mission that we 
take you along our journeys with us and that we be there for you for your journey. So we'd like to consider you the sixth hosts of this show. And we are so thrilled and honored that you've joined us for our first podcast episode. And we invite you to join us each week as we discuss, regardless of what plans you've had or have that have gone awry, that there's always another way. There's always another day. And what you're looking for is just beyond your best plan. So please leave a comment a five-star review, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to our show. And again, we thank you for joining us and we look forward to seeing you next week. Yeah, thank you. Thank you all. Yes, thank you. Don't forget to share. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.